Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everybody. This is Alex with Undying Light, and we are doing another episode in the series on God's attributes. And today, I am joined once again by a couple of awesome guests. One who has been on the show a while back, and another who has never graced us with her presence. Would you two care to introduce yourself? Uh, so you will know me from a previous episode. Um, my name is Emma, and you can find me on my blog at myredemptionforhisglory.com and also on Instagram at myredemptionforhisglory. And Courtney? I'm Courtney, repeated my name, um, and I am half of the a lot of thoughts podcast and you can find me on instagram at a lot of thoughts podcast.com nothing fancier than that <laughs> just so we're clear it's not court right you don't go by court no, no i do not nobody <laughs> calls me that i'm just too lazy to add the n-e-y on my instagram name apparently. just to make it clear for all the listeners out there you don't want to get you don't want to call her court because <laughs> not mean about it i'm not mean i'm not mean that's cheesy all right so uh emma i i just seen recently that you had uh rolled out a patron page is that true i did yeah for my podcast uh mostly which my podcast is always only on the tulips and honey hub um and i just created a patreon page for it Awesome. Yeah, that's great. I I can't tell you how beneficial it's been for me to have people to support me because this stuff gets yeah. expensive. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I was starting to look on. So, like, you know, I host a podcast and then I I don't know if anybody if you two have heard, but uh, Anthony uh, speak uh, gospel truth is and I are doing a podcast together. Mm hmm matter of truth and yeah. so we're kind of putting that in the undying light ministries umbrella and so oh, yeah. 
So we're kind of bridging out a little bit. And so now that's two podcasts now that we have to host. And then we've got the maintenance on the website and we've got, um, I was looking at some other services. So we did a, uh, a Bible study for the patrons this past weekend. And I wanted to share the, the video we recorded, but in order to put it on the website, you have to either do it through or on the patron, you have to either do it through Vimo or you have to do it through, uh, a, another website. So like we were going to put oh, it on, yeah. we were going to put it on the undyinglight.org page and then just kind of embed it and hide it. Cause if you want to do it on Vimo, it's going to cost you like eight bucks a month. Hmm. And I'm like, I can't, it's just so crazy. Cause you know, we've got that. And then, um, yeah, I pay for zoom license now so I can host zoom meetings mm. for, for oh. patrons. And it's just like, I mean, it's not like it's a bank breaker, but I mean, it, it, the stuff starts to add up after a while. Yeah, it sure and does. The, can you put it on YouTube? So we, we were talking about that. So like I have a YouTube channel that I kind of put all my sermons on yeah. and, and I was thinking about going that route and just putting it there, but I don't know if I can make it private. And I think you can like with yep. my YouTube videos, then I was able to do it like unlisted okay. and then there you, you just send the link to whomever you want to watch it. That might be what I do. Cause uh, even if we have it embedded in our website, it doesn't really, it doesn't cost us anything more. Um, and I think that's what he did was he just created an unlisted link because, yeah. um, and that gives it to the people who were a part of that and then who weren't able to make it. But, uh, yeah, patron is, is a great way just to, you know, if you want to give a dollar or $2 a month, it really goes a long way for the, for the people who are needing it. And, um, so make sure for all y'all listening, go and help Emma out and get her moving on that. Cause you guys have blessed me and, and we want to do the same for her. Cause mm-hmm. it's tremendously powerful to watch this stuff grow by the people who listen. And, uh, so, uh, thanks Alex. <laughs> well, you know, I, I try, I try to give back a little bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> These resources are better than Netflix, y'all. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. I mean, Netflix, they they they're the devil. You don't want that stuff. Come yeah. come and hang out with us. And but you know, I I don't I had I was actually I was honestly honestly considering if I can get a chance this summer, I I might become one of your patrons. Um, I am just we're possibly in the process of moving, and I just want to get clear of all that stuff. But yeah. So I don't know what your tiers are set up, but I can tell you, I, for the people that work or who donate to my ministry, um, I, I am so thankful for what they've done because I've been able to get them, you know, help do book sponsors and or book giveaways and t-shirts and all sorts of cool stuff with them. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what, you know, the route you're going to go with your tiers and, mm-hmm. uh, but and I, you know, it's cool because it kind of creates a family, you know, and yeah. you get that connectivity with people and, you know, you, you see how they help you and you can turn around and get back to them. And that's, um, you know, since I've kind of taken the helmet on Dying Light, that's what I, my biggest focus has been is not just the patrons, mainly them, but also to the community within the podcasters that I run with 
you guys mm-hmm. and you know all the people on my page what can i do to help get you you know put more content into your tables because it's not like the internet's full of christian content already let's mm-hmm. throw some there so yeah i think it's just encouraging all around for us podcasters christian podcasters to just help one another out yeah you know and and the, and the unfortunate thing is, is there's a lot of good shows out there that you can listen to. I mean, you've got the big boys um, that you can tune in. And then there's all of us little fishes. And uh, it's, but there's, it still seems like there's just such, we're all like, it seems like we're all kind of niche filled, right? You know, like take Nick and Paul, they're like super academic. You yeah. know, I'm like, you know, fly by, 10,000, 20,000 feet view. And I'm like, hey, look, there's a black speck down there. We'll talk about that later. And I go on. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and so, I mean, it, it's great to, to you know, just continue putting out content. And, I, you know, people ask me, I don't know if, they, if you get it as often, but people ask me, oh, hey, how do you start a podcast? How do you get, you know, what do you talk about? And I'm like, I, I, you know, two years ago when we started on Dying Light, I had no clue what we were going to end up doing with it. And when Paul and I, and I let Paul really take the reins on creating the, like the timelines and stuff. I, the only time I made the decisions were the, the solo shows. And then we were talking and I said, I'm like, you know, if you got a topic or if you, you know, if you got something you want to say, say it. People want to hear that stuff. People love podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I love listening to somebody else talk when I'm in the car. I don't know why it's weird, but it it is weird that we like even like people could be talking about something that's not like super duper interesting to us, and still, it's I don't know. There's something there. Well, and especially like for me, I'm not surrounded by a bunch of people who are in not in line with me theologically do you guys know what i mean like i don't have a ton of friends who are like let's talk theology so for me listening to y'all's podcasts it's my way of being like okay i'm gonna talk theology i'm gonna mainly listen but then i'll give my thoughts to my husband (laughs) it's only it's only weird if you start talking back when we are when we ask questions on the show (laughs) i've never done that so i'm in the clear So I'm the only one who's done that before? No. So true story. <laughs> really quick before we get to this topic, because this is this is right on this. So I did the re- so we we started this Bible study um Sunday night and we're going through the gospel of Mark. And so I filmed it and then I sent it to another person who couldn't make it. And she's like, you know, I put it on in the morning and my husband and I were cleaning and we were listening. And when you were asking questions, he started to respond to you. With his answers. And she, and then she's like, and then he realized that you weren't responding to him and he stopped. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love it. See, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. That's what I'm trying yeah, to get great. at. Interactive great. without mm-hmm. the back and forth. Yeah. So, uh, what do we got to talk about tonight? We have another attribute in this long list 
of attributes. And you know, it's funny. I didn't even have this one originally on my list when I asked you to pick your favorite one. And so I moved a few things and I combined a couple because I did the omnis in one episode. And then I'm like, well, that takes up three. So then I had to actually go out and look for another one to fill another slot. This was weird. But this one wasn't even on my original list. So this is great because I, I think you, you can just basically kind of, I mean, there's just tons of them. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm doing like mm-hmm. 13 episodes on them. So I'm like scratching the surface here. Mm-hmm. So I, get, I reached out to Emma. I said, hey, I want you to come on the show. I want, to, want you to talk about your favorite attribute. And you pick it, obviously, because it's your favorite attribute. And then we'll talk about it. Super simple. So what attribute did you pick? Truthfulness. Truthfulness. Um, all right. So why did you pick truthfulness? Um, well, it's, I guess when I originally was asked what attribute, um, I wanted to do, I was hoping to do something that is not really focused on a whole lot and that kind of, like, I think, um, holiness, love, sovereignty, um, a lot of those ones are like very commonly talked about and that is a good thing. Um, I just wanted to get some of the ones that aren't as discussed. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So we, um, so that's kind of, and that's that's probably why I didn't have it on my list originally is because it's not something that's normally talked about Mm -hmm. and i you know i had all the big the big hitters and you know and a couple people pick you know pick those up right quick and so um i was actually quite surprised and honestly happy that you picked it because like Mm -hmm. you said it's not something that's generally talked about so when we talk about the truthfulness of god what what comes to both of your minds when this is a topic for the table well, I think first it would be helpful if we just define it. Define what mm-hmm. is the definition of truthful or truthfulness. Um, do you want to pop in here, Courtney? Oh, I can add a, a good quote. I found this quote and I loved it. It's from a Ligonier. Um, I couldn't figure out who wrote it, but they said, Truth is that which conforms to reality as it is perceived by God. That cleared it up for me a lot. Um, but for me, looking at it, I the more I read on it, because I didn't think of this one, Emma, in our conversation as we were deciding, but I think this might be like something that it needs to be at the top of our heads because it, it sets the standard for us. Um, and so that's kind of the synonym, synonym that I put with truth is standard um just because like we have the standard of truth and it's it's how we are able to look at everything else in the world yeah and i mean you think no matter if you watch like a car accident and you are standing in one place and your friend's standing in another you're each going to have a different perspective on the car accident and you know you might 
both see the same thing, but you're going to tell the story differently. God does not have that. Like that hit me that God does not, it's, it's not a perspective thing for him. He's just, he is truth mm-hmm. and his reality is truth compared mm-hmm. to us. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I did a sermon um, in December uh, to a church that's in the process of leaving its current denominational Senate. And I preached on standing biblically and what does the, what is, you know, what does scriptural scripture say? And so in that I did a whole section on truth and I did it and I broke it down to subjective truth and objective truth. And simply like you guys were saying, it's um, truth that we see in of ourselves and we uh, perceive to be our truth is subjective, mm-hmm. but God's truth is over all that. And God's truth is objective. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and if our truth isn't ob- objectively obtained, then it's subjective and therefore it's probably wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very it, it, unreliable. Mm-hmm. So yes. Um, can I just add some more carry things on. for the yeah. definition? Carry on. Um, I just looked up what the definitions of um, a bunch of these words are on online. And um, for truthful, it came up as telling or expressing the truth, honest. Um, sin- some synonyms of that are sincere, trustworthy, or genuine. And then... Um, I also looked up the definition of truth, which is the quality or state of being true. Some synonyms of that are accuracy, correctness, rightness, validity, authenticity. And then I also looked up the definition of true to get like right down to the, the base. And that is in accordance with fact or reality accurate or exact without variation. So I think that helps to inform our understanding of what it means when we say God is full of truth. He is truthful. So this is why I brought you on the show because you you do this kind of stuff and uh, (laughs) I I don't. (laughs) I'm just... I just plow into it and expect the listeners to know what I'm talking about before I get to it. So, <laughs> so thank you for your definition. It's wonderful. Um, and yeah, it's, it just puts it, you know, starts to build that foundation of what we can see and understand is, you know, God being true and versus what man perceives as being true. So, mm-hmm. You you had some points I, I think you wanted to cover. Let's uh let's kind of break through some of that stuff. I'll let you uh take the reins if you would. Sure. So the next question I had posed is in what ways is God truthful? Um and here's where a lot of scripture can be brought in. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start um either Courtney or Alex? I'll let Courtney go. Throw her in. Well, I I did that classic thing where I did like a word search through the Bible. I do mm-hmm. that and then I'll read like into it. And of course, 
or not read into it. That sounded bad. I knew I was going to do that. Get the context <laughs> of it. Get the context. That's what there I mean. You go. But the first thing that came up was Psalm 119, 160. And I just, the sum of your word is true. And every one of your righteous rules endures forever. So the first thing that I think in what way is God truthful? He's truthful in his morality. What he does is right. It cannot be wrong and it can't, ch- like, it can't change. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, I, that's why I kept going back to the word standard as I kept reading because, um, especially because his standard is set forth in the Bible, which is the sum of his word. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's good. I actually had that verse too. You did? Oh. I did. Great minds. <laughs> we're in sync okay um well, sorry did you have something alex no i was just gonna go on to say that when we talk about his truth that it's just something that it's constant in his character that if god says he's gonna do something he's gonna fulfill it mm-hmm. and you yeah. see that time and time again in scripture from genesis 3 all the way to revelation i mean you even see it in you know walking when he's walking with adam in the garden i mean when God speaks, it's truth, and he does not lead his people astray with what he says. He doesn't speak an ill word. He doesn't say, you know, he doesn't delay in his thought. He is precise, and even if it sometimes is long time, you know, of a gap between the the fall and the, and the coming of Christ the first time, I mean, you're a couple thousand years there, I mean, God is still truthful, even from that point to this very moment and the second coming of Christ, when that happens in the future, God is still truthful in his redemptive plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's always consistent Mm -hmm. and there's never like a break in, in his truthfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So that actually, um, brings up one point that I had which is that God never changes in his level of truthfulness and his truth itself never changes. Uh, What he says is true is always true. It never becomes untrue or it never changes. And also the verse that came to mind with this was Hebrews 13.8, which says... Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Mm. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that with Jason on being immutable. You know, yeah. Because like, one of the themes that I've really kind of started to put together with this series is that all of these attributes are interconnected and mm-hmm. they they are all equally interconnected. So that's another thing, too, for people who you know, want to go out and profess it. Well, God is love and God loves you. And mm-hmm. but yeah, God also flooded the world and killed a lot of people. And yeah. God it's also connected just. with his righteousness yeah. and justice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Louis Burkhoff calls them the perfections instead of the attributes. I love that because he is perfect in everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's the ultimate of every single attribute that he has Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's gonna be i got i'm saving perfect i think 
till the second to last in this series, so that'll be like in July. That's gonna be good. Yeah, that one's gonna be a mind bending one. So <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> then right after, because the way I finish it is gonna be right after Perfect. I'm gonna do Simplicity, and I'm gonna finish the show with that. So oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah. So, so that one, those those two, I gotta wrap my brain around getting some content because I mean. I mean, there's plenty of scripture. I mean, I'm looking at my screen. I got tons of verses on the truthfulness of God. And I mean, we could pull scripture all day on every attribute and it's not mm-hmm. exhausting. And I think that's, yeah. that's to me what just adds validity to the character of God. Because mm-hmm. if you were to say, okay, well, how, how present is Buddha? Is, is Buddha immutable? No, wait, Buddha's dead. So, <laughs> I mean, you just go down this line of all of these world religions and you just you just pick them apart with the attributes that God carries. And yeah. that's the amazing thing is that we serve a living God that doesn't change. And he is the perfection of all mm-hmm. things. Because in, in him is truth. I mean, he is the being of truth. Mm-hmm. And he's and when, like no other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, like how much, especially like, I know we're going to kind of go into how this affects us, but if you look at the world today and how ever changing, literally the CDC was just like, it's okay to touch surfaces and you won't contract coronavirus from this. And it hit me like there was no like we can't say that what the CD set, CDC says is necessarily truth. Mm-hmm. Two seconds mm-hmm. later, they might change their mind, and that goes with pretty. I mean, politics. Like, I mean, it's so pertinent that God is truth right now because everything else is so changing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. that's. I loved how you said that because um, I was blessed in this crazy crazy time to actually be able to preach on a zoom uh, service a week and a half ago and i preached on john 14 where jesus says he is the the way the truth and the life and so Mm -hmm. my kind of ending thoughts because i'm like you know i bet you these people here every weekend a week out from their whoever's been preaching about corona and i'm sure they're tired of hearing about it and so i didn't say anything about that but i said you know what we can rest in and whatever season we find ourselves in is that God is truthful and within the truth of God, that is where we can find our rest and our peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's like everybody feels it more right now, or at least over the past few months, it's been like really a heightened um, like need for truthfulness mm-hmm. and So I think we're hyper aware of it, of our need for truth and our desire to know what is true. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was a really um, impactful kind of thing to ponder at this time. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, in looking at John 14, 6, that was actually the next verse that I had written down (laughs) because I was thinking about it. And when I've heard that verse, you know, my whole life, Mm -hmm. I've always focused on the way and the life and I've Mm -hmm. never noticed the truth in between. 
And so I started thinking, well, what does that mean that Jesus is the truth? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Um, I actually, I'll, I want, I want Emma to go first, but but I got some interesting things on that verse. Mm. Um, I guess probably just what you mentioned, Courtney, with him being the standard. I had that um, written down, Emma. Stop. <laughs> mind the readers same. over here. <laughs> we don't believe hey, in that. We're insane. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I I did a different approach with that verse. So um everybody loves and this goes for all Christians. They love to cherry pick verse 6 and they look at it and they and they use it as an apologetic verse. And they use it as a defense against other religions and that Jesus is the only way. So cuz he said it right here. And it's fine. It's not a bad verse to cherry pick, but there is context to understand with it. Mm -hmm. So when we look at verse six, we have to understand why is he saying this? So backing up to the end of chapter 13, they're at the, they're in the final discourse of Jesus, right? He's verses or chapters 13 through 17 and John are his final discourse. This all happens within about a couple of hours. He's getting ready to be arrested and then beaten and then go to the cross. So he's, this is his last instructions to the disciples. At the end of 13, he has just finished the Last Supper. And then he tells Peter, oh, by the way, you're going to betray me three times tonight. And Peter's like, whoa, where did this come from? And so you can kind of start to see the tension is building in this group. Because now Judas is gone to betray him, you know, to go off and fetch the Pharisees. Jesus just tells Peter that he's going to betray him. And it's like, um, what, what happened to this like really easygoing life we had like yesterday, you know, like they were putting palm trees down in front of the donkey when you came into the town. Now, now you're telling Mm -hmm. me that I'm going to betray you and you're going to die. And, but notice too, sidetrack, every time Jesus predicts his death, all the apostles get all flustered and bent out of shape over it. So not an uncommon theme. So when we get to verse 1 in, four, in chapter 14, Jesus says, but do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, but also believe in me. And then he goes on to this, telling them that he's going to go to his father's house and prepare a table another um, you know, point that I'm going to be dead, but I'm going to go with my father. And the one aspect I really liked about this context in these verses is that he's presenting death to his apostles. He's saying, you guys are going to die. At some point, you will, you will be dead. And when you are dead, I will be waiting for you because I will have a room prepared for you and I will come and get you. And so he's bringing his apostles to the reality of their death. And then then he comes around and says, but understand this, the only way to that is through me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to God except through me. And so I was like, I, I was like overwhelmed with emotion when I was reading into that. I'm just like, it just makes that that makes that verse so much more powerful than to just use it as a defense against other religions. Mm-hmm. It's like 
this is the verse that Jesus tells his apostles that when they are dead, when they reach the end of their life, he will be there to take them to his father's house where they have a room prepared for him. So it's, it's almost like, um, would you say it's almost like it's not just talking to non-Christians, but it's also talking to Christians. Yes. About, um, like, cause we, we focus that verse so commonly on um, directing it to the non-Christians saying Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, but we don't really um, point it towards ourselves and think about it um, for ourselves and what that means for us as Christians. Yep. I think so. And I think the disciples really, because at that point they were kind of, like lost in their mainly Peter. I just, I read the part where um, Jesus is telling him he's going to deny. And he's like, no Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And it's almost like, he's like saying, I can prove myself in what I do. And Jesus is like, actually, no, I'm the way I am the truth. I am the life that you can't come to me. I'm, Am I like rewording the Bible? Is that bad? Um, but you can't come to me any other way. You can't work for it. You can't do better. Um, because when we go back to that word, like the standard, we can't keep the law. And God kept, or Jesus kept the standard. He was the standard, kept the standard, met the standard. And therefore, we don't have to, which is just, I don't know. This idea of him being truth and truthful is just very freeing. I've never, I'm, I'm so glad you picked this, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a topic. I think that as we said early on, it just kind of goes under the radar often and it is freeing to understand that we don't have the ability in of ourselves to keep not just, you know, not the law, but even, you know, but anything that Christ tells us, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not able to keep any of it because mm-hmm. we, we love our sin and we love our rebellious nature. We want to live in our sin. And, and I was thinking about this last night that how, how the, the mercy of God different attribute another episode check it out later on (laughs) shameless plug (laughs) the mercy of god though is so great because he loved us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross and to forgive us of our sin and i think we get especially you know like some of the people i run with we get so caught up in the academics of it. We get so caught up in the theology and the doctrine and all of the, the intricate webs and weaving of it that we miss the simplicity of the gospel that mm-hmm. God said he will fulfill his promise and he kept his word through Christ and Christ died and forgive us of our sins. And to me, that is the most beautiful truth that we can as Christians deliver to another person. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but 
in John chapter 14, again, down in in verse 15, it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, which that's just like, I read verses like that sometimes and it's overwhelming. But right after that, he says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, I connected it, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And I I read that, and I think it's, yes, Jesus did all of that. But not only that, he sent the Holy Spirit to help us to know the truth, Mm -hmm. you know, discernment and, and being able to read the Bible and see truth in God's word and then take it out. And as my pastor says, he's always saying, do the Bible. Yeah. I think, um, like just without the, without the Holy spirit, then, um, wait, is, are we still good? Yeah, we're good. I was waiting to see what okay. you'd say. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. My screen was just fucking odd. <laughs> wow, as, I told, as I told Katie, anytime we uh, get the little blimps in there, I'm not editing. I love the raw raw clips, so <laughs> y'all get <laughs> it. So. Enjoy, peeps. Okay, so um, I think like the Holy Spirit helps us to know the truth and to trust in the truth. And... Um, I think that's that's a really lovely thing. And it's cool because it also connects to assurance. If we have the spirit of truth, and I'm, I'm trying to find it in 1 John, um, I believe it says, I know it says it later in John 15 um, that the spirit will bear witness about Jesus. Um, and the fact that when... We have the spirit of truth, yep. not just not just the Holy Spirit. Spirit of truth and John, John four one one John four six. Is that what you're yes. looking for? Yes, yes, that's what I was looking for. And um, so we can we can know where we stand with God because of the Holy Spirit when we examine ourselves. There's so much more into that subject that I could get into. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I could ramble about that forever. Yeah, this episode might get a bit long. Um, Okay, so bringing it back to in what ways is God truthful? um, I had a few more points that I wanted to mention. And um, that is that God is full of truth. He is only truth. There is no untruth or half-truth or lie in him. And also, God cannot lie. Mm-hmm. In Titus 1, um, verse 2, it actually says, which God who cannot lie. And if you go into the context, then have at it there. But it does say, the Bible does say that God cannot lie. It is impossible for him to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really provides a lot of um, assurance and confidence that we can trust in God. He is also without variation. As James 1.17 says, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. 
And I think that is also just knowing that he remains the same. Um, there is, we can find security and we can have a sure hope in that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's steady. We don't have to worry about being like, um, I don't know, caught off guard or tricked by yep. God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's not like we have to, because there's some, especially in like the the ancient pagan world, it was always like they would like pick their god that they worshipped out of the plethora of gods available, and they didn't want to make all the other gods mad because they could, you know, trick them or they can lead them to deceit or, mm-hmm. you know. Like so, manipulate. Yeah. And so that's yeah. the, this is a great thing about Christianity and, and Judaism is that, you know, the God we serve is truthful and never changing and will not lead us or trick us into falsehood. And God of the Bible. Yeah. The basis of him being truthful, I think that's really lacking nowadays because I have so many friends that I grew up with who have decided that they've gotten some like wake up calls to the Bible. And suddenly they're like, wait, the Bible doesn't actually say that. And then most of those friends, they don't attend church. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't, they're like, not even just like, I'm going to leave the church and stop believing in God. They're running as far the opposite way as they possibly can. Um, And so if your basis is not that God is truth, and as you said in the psalm earlier, that the the, his full word is truth, then I think you're going to miss out on some things. A lot. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to maybe change the scope just a little bit. So we've been talking about how God is truth and his word is truth, but this is something that kind of stuck, jumped out at me is flipping to Ephesians 6.14, where Paul's talking about putting on the armor of God. What is one of the pieces? One of the pieces is the belt of truth. Mm-hmm. Paul writes, Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And so what, is, what Paul's writing here is that, you know, when you put a belt on, what are you doing? You're securing your pants. You're making your, you know, your shirt stay tucked in and, that's what he's saying. He's, you know, making sure everything is nestled together with the belt of truth. Like that is the ceiling piece to the armor. Sure. Because from the belt, you've got the breastplate, you've got the sword that goes into its sheath. You're holding up your your pants. You know, it's it's like one of the most essential pieces to an outfit. And I think that we as Christians kind of, and Courtney, I think you said it, uh, we just don't take it as serious as we should. Because Mm -hmm. I think if we, I think if Christians were to take God being truthful as serious as God takes himself to be truthful, then we have a lot more people Mm -hmm. standing on the corners preaching Christ today. Mm, That's true. Well, and you look at the reason it says, like, why are we even having this armor of God? And and it's talking about being strong in the Lord and standing firm in the evil day. And I mean, what more could we use right now than having that truthfulness just holding us firm in our faith? 
Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. That is a good point. What else do you got on your list, Emma? Uh, well, I've got my next question, which is, why should this matter to us? How should our lives be affected by this knowledge that God is truthful? Is this the part where I bring up conspiracy theories? Or... Yes, do it. <laughs> That's what no, we're all about here at Undying Light. <laughs> Seriously, this was the first thought that popped in my mind when she said this. I was like, we have so many people who are biblically illiterate. If you're not devouring the word or, you know, what I, what I mean by that is um, if you're reading one verse a day, it's, it's not going to sustain you. It's like eating a cracker every few hours and expecting to be full. Um, so we need to be grounded in the truth and the way we do that is, is being in the word so that when something pops up, I loved, um, a couple people pointed this out there. There were these conspiracy videos that came out and while I watched them, I was like, okay, I can, I can see some things in here that I, I believe that are going on. But then there were other little things that were just thrown into it that you're just like, okay, come on guys. And, and even in one of them, the guy was talking about coming to God. And I was like, we're, we're pushing. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't discuss these things, that these things shouldn't be brought up, but we're pushing things out there that when you hold it up to the light of the Bible, it's not totally true, <laughs> which mm -hmm. it scares me, scares me. I'm not going to repost anything that has any um, leaning towards an untrue gospel or not the gospel, you know? So, sorry, I had to say that. No, I think that's spot on because um, I I like to not necessarily post, like on Facebook, I'm a little bit more, um, I don't even say it, like I like to stir the pot a little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I'll post things that I don't necessarily agree on in terms of like politics just to see what people's perspective is mm -hmm. or I might post something that I think is you know a conspiracy theory and I'm just trying to get people's conversation and then you know you get all the people come out of the woodwork and attack you but yes, it's I know it's, that well yeah it's just for the sheer fact of just trying to get conversation like why you know there's if people are producing it there's got to be at least some level of factual truthness mm -hmm. to it maybe um but obviously you know there's shrouded in falsehood and uh <clears throat> you know we we even see that within the christian communities nowadays that if people are posting a lot of you know falsehood about christ and actually um anthony and i are, are going to record an episode right after record this and we're going to drop it as like a quick flyby episode so the matter of truth premises two episodes a month on the 15th and last day. But we realize that if people send us like a, like a pressing question or something that's kind of like oh, yeah. out, out there, we'll record an, a, a response and do like a five minute episode for it. That's cool. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm, if we can get it in tonight and I get it published, I'm going to have it out tomorrow um, or Friday at the latest. But 
it's really an interesting question because it it tackles the falsehood of Christ, of uh, a sect of Christianity, where it's Christians who are more focused on the Torah than they are on Christ. Oh, yeah. This so. one happens happen to be Hebrew roots or something like that. Would it? No, I. It's what I thought at first. Oh, I thought, really? Yeah, I thought oh. when we were first talking, I'm like, I sent him a message. I'm like, dude, this has got to be completely the Hebrew roots, and he goes, no. He's like, it's like followers of the way. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yep. So I know a the, lot about this. So by the time that's published, or by the time this episode's published, uh, that episode will be out and for people to listen to. So. Okay. Cool. Well, let me ask this question because I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, um, how many times, because I, I've used the term a zillion times, like gospel truth. And the, the reason I use that term is because when I'm looking at the whole course of my life, um, when I hold something up to the word of God and what God has said, if it goes against the gospel, like especially because the gospel is throughout the Bible, goes against that, then it's not gospel truth. Do you guys see like an uptick in people taking things and making them into a gospel truth that's they're not actually you know what I mean? Okay, so yes. I'm gonna just like like little thing you're like there this is not in the in the Bible, but you think it is. <laughs> um a lot. And we did uh an episode way back on BuzzFeed terms on the round table where we took like quote unquote Christian terms that weren't in the Bible and we dissected like that one. So, so we did talk about that and that was a pretty popular dive in, but I completely get it. I was actually talking to another person, um, who messaged me tonight and they said, I'm a new Christian and I am completely just overwhelmed with anxiety. And I'm like, okay, what's up? And they're like, I keep hearing about the word elect and I am so fearful that I am not an elect Christian can you help me? And I'm like, absolutely. Because I'll tell you what, one of the things that I've learned from being in the reform community so long is that we reformers love to beat people down with the terms predestination and election. And we use them almost as snooty type words and Mm. we make it the gospel Mm -hmm. and we make that you know, if you don't fall into these A, B, and C categories, then, well, I'm sorry, you're not one of the elect. Or if you're not doing works and exhibiting your, you know, your love for Jesus, then you're not an elect. And yet they miss the actual gospel. And I simply told her, I said, look, the gospel itself is that Christ came to forgive sins. And then you add all the context around why Christ came. That's just added context. Mm-hmm. But the gospel is simply boiled down to Christ forgives you of your sins. But why does Christ forgive you of your sins? Is because you're a sinner, because of the fall. Because of, you know, and so the 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 dominoes start to affect. But at the very core, it's that. And for those who believe that, believe that Christ forgives them of their sins and cherishes that and lives that. And doesn't see it as a means to go and freely sin some more. But those who cling to that are true Christians. 
Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the the whole like topic of predestination and and the election, like, look, I get it, it's doctrine, and I study it myself, but it's for for most people they they don't they don't need to get into that. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's too much. Yeah, if that were that. true, my husband would have married me. I I didn't understand where he stood, and now I'm reformed. But I mean, my my dad is not, and my dad is a man of God. I absolutely know that. Like, based on like, I can absolutely tell you, <laughs> full heartedly, and it just it breaks my heart because I do think. I have a lot of conversations with friends who have left the faith and a lot of times how those go is that they bring up stuff and I'm like, that's not even a, like, who told you that? Because we, we just want to make everything more complicated. I think it's to make ourselves feel better. Like we have some special sort of truth, which is actually what cults do a lot of times. So we have to be careful to not say like, well, I know something you don't know. Absolutely discuss. Talk about these things. Work through it according to the Bible. But you, you can't. You have to draw the line. You have to draw the line at the gospel is the gospel. And it's not what I want it to be. It's what God has said it is and what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right so emma do you have anything else on your list or are we good to wrap up um i'm, I'm good if you got anything else Just, i uh... i do have a few other things um let's see so just talking about the truthfulness of god i think it automatically points us to the trustworthiness of god mm-hmm. um and so i just wanted to bring up Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Um, so basically, this is not something that we need to be fearful of or be nervous about to to trust God. That's not something that we need to, um, like, I think I, I said it before, we don't have to worry about being tricked by him or being led astray. Um, we can trust wholeheartedly in God because he is trustworthy, because he is the object that we, or the person whom we are placing our faith in. Um, Yeah, so we can willingly, joyfully, and with great hope place our faith in God because we know from his word that he is worthy of our trust. His truthfulness makes him a solid rock, a steady foundation, an unbreakable fortress, a most reliable refuge. Um, And then another point, which is something that we have brought up um, before is that instead of looking to other le- sorry, instead of looking to other worldly sources for our truth and hope, we should be looking into the Word of God, the Scriptures. 
We need to learn to become more dependent and reliant upon them than any other truths, with air quotes, <laughs> that are offered to us by fallible human beings. And that's where I had the Psalm 119, uh, 160 verse that you mentioned, Courtney. Great minds. Great minds indeed. I have something else I want to add um, because I think considering this is a communicable attribute of God, so we can possess some sort of truthfulness. Um, We are not perfect in truth like God is, but what does that mean for us? And um, I just want to point out two things Um, in Matthew 5, 33. That's where it talks about like oaths. So if you say something, um, let that be true. I, and I think that's a huge witness, not only to each other, um, as brothers and sisters in Christ, but to the world. Um, you know, it says don't lie, but think about that. And in the fact that, that what God says is true, we, we should be being truthful, but also I, I think it was interesting to bring up, um, speaking truth to brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, so I have Ephesians 4, 15, um, speaking true, rather speaking in truth, truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. And of course, there's more context to that. But um, the fact that sometimes we do have to speak truth to one another, and that that's just super important. And that truth that we're speaking to one another is not like, it's not like Courtney's truth that I'm going to speak to Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's the truth of the word of God. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think that that's just a super important thing to consider. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That's something that I totally went over in my mind to uh, bring that up. But yeah, really, um, when we are looking at of God, we should be affected by that in such a way that we want to be truthful as well. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And if your brother or sister is yearning for truth, like yearning to um, follow the truth of God, then when you do speak truth to your, like I would, if I spoke truth to Emma about something, um, I would hope that she would respond with saying, I want to know. Like it's, it's, you know, I guess that goes into kind of like discussing disagreements and everything, but definitely important to be open to the truth of the word not every truth but the truth of the word right yep goes back to that subjective versus objective yes exactly yep yeah so uh i think you guys killed it i mean i really don't have much i can add to the work you guys have kind of dished out here uh I just I had a thought, but I, I think you guys even covered that one too. So, <laughs> well, we don't mean to brag, but <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah, it's good. You can you can brag all you want on my show. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure person. that's not supposed to be what I'm doing. <laughs> Speak the bo- truth, Alex. If you Alex. boast, but if you boast, boasting Christ. So yes. Christ mm-hmm. is your boasting. So that's yes. what we'll. That's what we'll brag about. Yes. And uh, so um, 
if you guys want to kind of share again where you where people can find you and we will uh wrap the show up and get people on their way sure um so once again you can find me on my blog at myredemptionforhisglory.com that's gonna if you go to my website there then um, you can find all the links to everything that I'm doing with my podcast, my social media, um, just my writing, my Patreon, all that sort of stuff. And you can find me at a lot of thoughts podcast on Instagram. And that's where we, that, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Love it. Um, uh, so I again I, I I can't thank you both enough for coming on and, and knocking this out with me. It was it's a pleasure for me to host you two. Um, I, I thought this was a great conversation, and I really hope our listeners can use this episode to listen to multiple times. And I don't say that much about what I record because I don't feel like, at least in my opinion, what I produce is always something that people would want to listen to over and over. But sometimes when I get people on the show, the the conversation and the content is just so good. I have had people tell me, oh, I listened to your episode like three times. I had to actually take <laughs> notes because I really And I think this episode is one of those episodes because I I loved it. I loved listening to you to, to talk and, and share the experiences and share the scripture and just kind of just dish out an attribute that most people don't generally talk about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, I loved it. It's so, something that we have to be constantly reminded of too, I think. Absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So again, thank you both. Um, that's it for me. And uh, this episode I'm pinning at the end of May. So you guys will see a bunch more in June where I'll have some guests on. And then the series will wrap up at the end of July. And then I'm going to dive into eschatology. And I think so I am prepping hard for that. I'm going to make it hopefully not academically deep, but you're going to want to get a notepad for that series. So I'm ready. Awesome. I've had people DM me like all the time. Like, are you starting the series yet? And I'm like, no, it's August, man. It's August. (laughs) yeah they can't wait i'm excited i think i'm more excited for that series than but you know what though this series has has been a blessing because i get so much content that i get to see and so many great conversations with fellow christians and i I love so i mean i love doing this kind of stuff so but Mm -hmm. uh well thanks for having us on yes thank you it's so much fun anytime anytime so Uh, That's it for me, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. God bless.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.